Hey, everybody. Saul Marquez with the Health Matters Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in again to the podcast from Health 2023 here in Las Vegas. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Dr. Ann Hetherington, R&D Chief Data and Technology Officer and Head Data Sciences Institute at Takeda Pharmaceuticals. She's an extraordinary leader in the space and leads the overall strategy and execution of all quantitative sciences post-close, including biostatistics, global outcomes research, epidemiology, and digital sciences. And thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Delighted to be here. And so, and before we get started on some of the work that Takeda is up to and that you and your team are up to, can you tell us a little bit about what inspires your work in healthcare? Well, actually, I started life as a pharmacist. So I wanted to do mathematics as a degree, and I was convinced by my pharmacist father to do pharmacy, <laughs> like my sister before me. And uh, I loved pharmacy, actually. But then I discovered there's an intersection of maths and pharmacy. And I did a PhD then in pharmacokinetics, which is that intersection. Hmm. And it's actually that intersection and that use of data that has been my entire career. So when I first started in industry, I worked in a very select part of that. But it was always about how do you design the experiments to generate the most important data that you need? And then how do you use those data to make decisions and then design the next experiment? Mm -hmm. And so what I do now is basically just a bigger version of that. Hmm. But I will say my role at Takeda now is vastly bigger and vastly more involved in innovation than anything I've done before. And so that is really exciting, where I get to bring all things data, digital and technology into R&D. So it's similar, but very, very different. Sure, sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it does seem, though, you enjoy it. I could see that you get excited when you talk about it. And what would you say is the most unique way your organization adds value to the health system and patients? Yeah, so Takeda is actually a really unique company. It started over 240 years ago as a Japanese company. It moved to a much more global enterprise um, less than a decade ago. And the current CEO has a real vision around Takeda becoming the most trusted digital biopharmaceutical company. And we lead with our values at Takeda. We lead in decision-making. We lead with what we call PTRB, Patient Trust Reputation Business. So every decision we make is made through that lens, starting with patient. What's the impact on patient? How does it help with our trust in society? What does it do for our reputation? And lastly, what does it do for our business? And so all of those things combined make Decatur a pretty unique company to work for. And so our CEO is leading this evolution into digital. And part of my job is to help realize that vision. And so the uniqueness for Decatur is really driving with the patient first, driving from a very, very kind, inclusive culture, and then recognizing that this evolution is what we need to do, which is why we stick around for 240 years. And so all of those things combined, I think, make Takeda very unique. That's fantastic. Yeah, I love the value-based approach. And it provides a compass, right, of what direction you should go, what you should research, what you shouldn't, and what areas to enter. How are you incorporating innovative digital technologies such as AI, data lakes, wearables into your day-to-day -day operations? And what benefits have you seen from doing so? Well, I could talk all day about <laughs> what we're doing here. Just to take a step back, there's two big things happened recently within our world. One is we had a transformation in the way the organization is designed, particularly with regard to what is traditional IT, such that 
it was decentralized. And within R&D now, we're now responsible for everything to do with, as I said, data digital and technology within R&D. And that decentralized, the decision was made to bring that into my organization so that we had a single vertical. So those that were working on the project teams thinking about how we use our data, like our statisticians say, are vertically connected to those that think about data architecture, data governance and AI, as well as those that build up our technology infrastructure. So that whole vertical connection is very unusual within Mm. pharma and creates a really unique opportunity for us. And then the other thing we did was we undertook a whole overhaul of the way that we run our clinical trials. And we've had the opportunity to totally rebuild systems and processes. And we have led with our kind of mantra around leading was quality by design, automation first, real-time access. And so a number of those things combined have meant that we actually have a plethora of use cases around how we're using data, how we're using AI, but everybody wants to go to AI, but it's all about the data. And so what we're doing right now is really focusing on having a really secure data infrastructure, making sure that that then becomes accessible for AI. But I can tell you a few things that we're doing regardless. Yeah. We started actually five years ago, a collaboration with MIT, and we have kind of lent into AI more as a business case, as opposed to going in thinking, what can AI do for us? We led with what are the biggest problems that we need to crack? And so we identified those business problems and they could be problems in our manufacturing. They could be problems in diagnosis of patients or any number. And we have collaborated with MIT over the last nearly five years now to help figure out what some of those business problems are by combining our data sources with some of our brains, but a lot of their brains Mm -hmm. to really start to crack some of these problems. And so Some of the areas we're looking at, for instance, are some of the terrible neurological diseases like frontotemporal dementia. We're looking at developing new biomarkers, including speech. So like we're doing here, Mm -hmm. can we use speech as a biomarker for some of these terrible diseases so that we can run more efficient clinical trials? Yeah, a great application. And I think fundamentally what we're hearing here from Dr. Hetherington is it's about solving problems. So don't just throw AI around like a tool that you need to use. Start with your problems. Yeah, we, uh, we, I have a mantra in my organization that if what you're telling me helps us get good drugs to patients faster, the answer is probably yes. And so we go at it that way. So we're led by that as opposed to led by the technology. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. And where is the hype? Simply just hype. And what can be improved to make these tools and technologies more suitable for the pharmaceutical industry? Yeah, well, as I said, we don't really do the hype. Yeah, which is Um, great. (laughs) We don't do that. (laughs) And I think it's because I have an organization who are really skilled data scientists, be they statisticians, programmers, epidemiologists, they all kind of fall under the umbrella of data science. And so developing algorithms is something we've all been doing for many, many years. And machine learning and AI is an extension of that. Grant you, recently it's really exploded, but we're very comfortable with that space. But I think in the world of pharma, some of the areas we have to be really, really careful about are the considerations around data privacy, around consent, around representation, appropriate representation, and around tech ethics. And so as we really think about the application of AI, we are bringing those experts in our organization, be they legal for some of the privacy aspects, be it our ethics experts, we're bringing all of them to the table with us so that we can lead 
with appropriate design elements so that we're not retrofitting. So as an example, we created a framework. We call it our ethical AI framework. We've created a framework internally that we adhere to whenever we're developing any AI algorithm. And with that, we assess the potential bias in our algorithms. We assess the potential to do harm or not. We assess the risk. We assess the bias in the data sets. And so everything we do is run through that lens so that at the end of it, we can stand behind what we're doing and realize that everything we do directly or indirectly impacts people. And so we want to make sure we can stand behind that. Thank you for that. It sounds like a well-thought-out structure and governance Mm -hmm. for the use of AI. And so what skills and competencies do you think are necessary for the drug development workforce to succeed in the sector of digital transformation? So I would parse the skills into three buckets. Okay. I would say the first bucket is recognizing that we do live in a regulated environment to all the things I just spoke about. And you have to want to live in that environment. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to live there and recognize that to a greater or lesser extent, everything you do impacts patients. And therefore, you have to be appropriately trained and live up to the privilege that we have of testing new molecules, new chemical entities in patients. And so you have to want to be in that world. I'd say that's the first bucket. Sure. The second bucket is we will always need foundational scientific and clinical capabilities. We will always need chemists, biologists, pharmacologists, physicians, statisticians. We will always need those amazing brains and capabilities. And then the third bucket is how you bring in the innovation on top of that. How do you bring in the data science or the algorithm building or the thinking around digital tools for use in our clinical trials? And then the magic is, how do you bring all three of those elements together? Mm -hmm. Because in many organizations, those disciplines all sit in different parts parts of the organization. And I do think that we have done a better job at Takeda at integrating those elements, either many of them within my own organization or certainly very closely within R&D. And having, I should say that I think an overriding requirement within R&D is both two requirements, I would say, is both curiosity and resilience. And if you bring both of those, you can be successful. That's fantastic. No, I love that. And and so is that part of the reason for the restructure of the IT mm-hmm. that you guys did to be able to hit the sweet spot with those capabilities? Yes, that's a good way to put it. It was actually driven by our CEO about 18 months ago. And what he wanted was really exactly that. He didn't want it to be some distant force in the center of the organization. He wanted to bring the expertise much closer to where it was needed, be it in my case, R&D or manufacturing or commercial. And so we're seeing the benefits of that now within the organization. That's great. What an innovative approach, utilizing organizational structure, governance, and the importance of staying within the regulatory framework to deliver on some of the promises that ultimately, to your point, getting drugs to patients faster. And this has been an incredible interview. I can't thank you enough for being with us today on the podcast. If you had to leave the listeners with one closing thought, what would you leave them with? I would say drug development's really, really hard, hence the resilience. However, it's a really incredible space to be in. And right now we are at a cusp point where if we don't learn to marry the traditional with the new, that we'll become obsolete. And so I do think being able to do that and leading with that and really figuring out how we do that is critical. Thank you, Anne. And folks, appreciate you guys tuning in for this podcast with Dr. Anne Hetherington of Takeda. And for anybody that wants more information, Anne, where can they visit? 
They could visit Takeda.com is our website and there's a lot of information there. Outstanding. Folks, check out the show notes and you'll be able to get more information on the work that is being done at Takeda there. And thank you very much for your time today. Okay, thank you. 